to witness a monumental throwdown. Yo, this is episode 60 of FPL Bros. Welcome everybody. How are you doing, Derek? I'm not bad, thank you. I'm not bad at all. Coming off a fairly good game week, so I'm all smiles. Um, how about you? How are you doing? Yeah, um, I mean, things could have been better, uh, but considering everything we've had to deal with in the last couple of weeks, I don't want to complain too much. And I'm, <laughs> I'm still, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, it could have been worse. I had uh, one or two people saving my game week, but uh, we'll get into that shortly. So I'm just going to say right now, real quick, if you're listening on the YouTube version, please hit like and please hit subscribe. Uh, really help us out and it's not going to cost you anything. So, you know, if you listen to us, just hit like, you know, you don't even have to like the episode, just hit like anyway. <laughs> but you will like the episode. So. You will like, you will like. It. Okay, then. So now we're going to start with our new uh, streamlined, more efficient and slightly shorter episodes. Um, so you get more bang for your buck with the pod. We'll just might as well move on to the first thing, which is looking at our past two game weeks. You were around? Yeah, I think looking at the game weeks is a good shout. Just from a glance, I, I did quite well last week. Um, I got 62 points. I did go with Salah's captain and I do regret it. As I should have got with Cancelo. I was really, really contemplating him. But in the end, I didn't do it. So... Got returns from Alonso, Tomiyasu, Cancelo obviously delivered, Trent, Jota, Smith-Rowe and Lacazette. So I was pretty happy with my score. Um, I think the player that impressed me the most was Martinelli um, for Arsenal. He's really stepped up in the absence of Aubameyang. And, you know, like from all the games I saw last week, which weren't many games, he was the one that impressed me the most. What about you? How hard did you do last week? Yeah, last week I didn't have everybody playing and I think, so I suffered a fair bit, but I decided to take it on the chin. I know Mm. a lot of people thought about three hitting, especially when we got the news of the, was it Bernie Watford? Very last, no, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I didn't have a front line at all. And of course, Manquillo did nothing, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) it, it was all right. And like many people, I thought, oh, maybe I should have captain Cancelo. But of course, everybody thinks that with the benefit of hindsight. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I finally got some points from Reese James. And uh, Mason Mount didn't do an awful lot. Bernardo Silva didn't do an awful lot. But Emil Smith-Rowe just keeps plugging away. Um, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was absolutely screwing when I found out he started on the bench. But it doesn't seem to make a difference. To no, him. it doesn't. One, one shot, one goal. <laughs> so, it was better than nothing. Yeah, and it was the same the week. He's one of those players where you hold him, and even if he doesn't start, he can still return. So it's actually worth having him in your starting lineup now. Pretty much. I mean, it's, he's not massively expensive, and no. it's, it's good that so you can have somebody who's massively not massively expensive, but because still good for points. I mean, just quickly, I want to talk about the week before, which was game week seventeen, where I managed sixty nine points minus four. Is that is that the week that you you got a just frankly jaw-dropping 88, didn't you? Yeah, that was the week. <laughs> that, that's just mind-blowing. I'm a bit lucky, I think, with Foden being in my oh, team and having a personal defender as well. 
But one thing I was going to bring up before we kind of go into player picks is there's a team who were part of the title race and they're slowly starting to fall behind. Do we think there are problems at Chelsea or is it just a bit of a bit of an unlucky run? What were your thoughts? It's so difficult, isn't it? Because uh, we've seen this before at Chelsea. Somebody has a great start and then the magic all but disappears and then you know, before we know it, Abramovich has gotten tired of the guy. He's moved on to his next pet. And um, I I don't know, to be honest with you. I First, I thought a big part of their slump... Consider this. I, I, I read somewhere that the amount of goals... Uh, sorry, amount of shots on goal that Chelsea are allowing rose after Kilwell... Uh, sorry, after Kilwell got injured. Mm. So it, the, the suggestion that they're missing him... Obviously, there's also suggestion that they're missing Kante. So, but it seems like they usually start games quite well, and then yeah. they just seem they can't seem to be able to defend their lead for whatever reason. Yeah. Do I do I think that it's time to get off Chelsea? I'm not sure. I I have to say I always thought having double Chelsea defense was defense was quite risky because and for a while now they just haven't looked as tight at the back as. Yeah. They were at the beginning of the season, and I think it was a bit late, you know, for people who thought, well, now's the time to get Chelsea, double Chelsea. <laughs> and I was thinking, actually, now's the time. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not sure. My conclusion is that the thing about the Chelsea defenders is that the ones that we all like, Alonso and James, they're attacking players. So you, maybe you have to just swallow the fact that you're not probably not going to get clean sheet points from them. With the yeah. attackers themselves, I don't have much of a complaint to make, but that's because I've, I've had Mason Mount for the past five weeks, and he's done pretty well for me. Uh, okay. But with the rest of them, it's a bit of a crapshoot. So my conclusion is keep the attacking defenders, uh, don't have double Chelsea defence, and if you can live without a Chelsea attacker, then by all means, because there's plenty of options midfield. Good advice, good advice. You're all about to witness a monumental On to that, then... With with Chelsea, so the advice you've just with the advice you've just given, do you think Chelsea still have a chance of getting to the top of the Premier League um, by the end of the season? I know everyone's still got a shot, but do you realistically think City are going to drop points in order to let Chelsea come and take the lead, and obviously Liverpool dropping points as well? Yeah, I have to say, it, it, okay, City are still as good as they've ever been. But yeah. I've seen them look more invincible in the past. And yeah. it, it doesn't surprise me when they concede these days. And I think there's more shock results involving City to come. Um, yeah. With Liverpool, again, most of the time going forward, they're amazing. But <laughs> as, as Jamie couldn't resist saying the last time he was on the pod, on the pod AFCON makes things, make, make things interesting. Yeah. And uh, again... I think, I mean, Liverpool have never looked 100% invincible, but then a lot of time for Liverpool, it helps if everybody else is spluttering. And yeah. with our City this time round, it seems like it's still going to be a tight one. Mm. With Chelsea, again, I don't know. I mean, this is where Tuchel really earns his money. You know, it, it was great when everything was going fine, but now things are not going fine. He's got to find a solution quick. And whether it's getting Lukaku firing again or whether it's, it's deciding on an attacking midfield that he likes, uh, or, or whether it's, it's 
smacking Alonso around the head and saying, you've got to start defending now, because that's why Chilwell took your place. You can't defend. I, 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 it's too early to tell. Does okay. Tuchel have it in him to turn it around? You know what? Purely based on his record, which is good, but not great, I think he may have peaked. Interesting take. Interesting take. Well, what, what was your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, do, I do think Chelsea have now, I wouldn't say been figured out, but I think most teams know how they play attacking-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lukaku going off, it was working at first, but I don't think the youth can just keep driving wins. Like, they're good, but they're not that good. And I think yeah. some of the teams have been watching them, analysing their games, and now know how to defend against them. I think there's yeah. going to be a bit of a goal drought coming up for them. I don't think they won't manage to, like, squeeze a win here or there, but I don't see them beating teams convincingly for the foreseeable in order to get to that point where, you know, City are battering teams 7-0, 4-0 easily. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. the key players. So, and Liverpool are beating teams. But yeah. obviously, last week they had a good team against a good match against Spurs. So, like, I, I do think like Chelsea are probably going to drop out of the race, but I still think they'll finish top three, top four. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, okay, the top four might be the best they can hope for because <coughs> sometimes it just stops. Do you know what it was? The way they took apart Juventus, it just got me really excited, and I do regret <laughs> that excitement now. Like, it was draw dropping for me. They they made Juventus look like a honestly. Made them look like a, a Sunday League pub team. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know. And I just thought, <gasps> but um, it, it was, you know, I think they, that was, I read too much in. All right, let's go on to player picks. And yeah. we are looking at game week 19, which yeah. is Boxing Day. We might as well look at 19, 20, 21. And the reason I say this is because the, there's two days or three days in between each game week. So, yeah. really and truly, if you're going to get a player, you might as well kind of try and think about some of the other two. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but we won't probably get to do another pod in between the holiday no, period. So, right, for me, no. I'm going to try and think about all three. But obviously, the yeah. priority is 19. Um, yeah. <clears throat> our first player... Before you start, go first on. things first, <laughs> this is the last week by the way that you can use your first wild card so if you haven't used it you might as well use it if you you know if there's some pressing problems you need to deal with yeah. and it, it will help so if you still got your wild card out there and there's some real problems you need to deal with like a, there's quite a few long-term injuries then this is the last week to use it then it's gone and then you've got the second half of the season wild card you, 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 you've got from game week 20 to 38 to use Okay, that was, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my first player pick is going to be the guy I spoke about who I said this impressed me, Martinelli. Um, yeah. He's really changed the attacking play for Arsenal. Him, Saka, Smith-Rowe, even Lacquer is putting in the work. They just seem like such an attacking threat right now. He's in great form. You know, I've watched him and he definitely passes the eye test for me. So Martinelli is my first um, player choice the second player for me is going to be son now Mm -hmm. not only has son been scoring for spurs but since kane's now broken his scoring drought i expect more goals to be coming so i expect son to be getting assists as well he's in great form and he's got some great fixtures coming up they've got crystal palace followed by southampton followed by watford 
And then they've got the North London derby, which is always a competitive one. So I expect Son to be involved in there. So those are my two player picks. Wonderful. Okay, good. Right. For my first player pick, I am going to go for Diogo Dalo. Is it Dalo? Is that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's right. Now, people in, in I've noticed that people in fantasy football have been talking about Manchester United a lot and obviously the Ragnick effect. And I think it seems clear for now that Rangnick is happy to have uh, fullbacks who basically go the length of the pitch. And mm-hmm. the talk amongst Manchester United fans is that um, on the left, Luke Shaw should be up to the job. But on the right, and I did mention this briefly because I do like AWB, but just because I like him doesn't mean Rangnick's going to pick him. And many Man United fans feel that uh, Dalo is, is better at running the left, but at going forward basically, than AWB is. I mean, AWB is a fine defender. There's no doubt about that. But going forward, I will be the first to admit hasn't really been his strength. His crossing's not super great, you know. And whereas Luke Shaw, you know, he he does it all. We saw him do it for England, score the goal against Italy in the final, right? He's got that in his locker. And apparently, Dalo's the man on the right side. Um, So... Whether you want to go in on Manchester United fans, I sorry, on Manchester United players, I don't blame you if you're still a little bit hesitant because even though their fixtures look fantastic, it still doesn't seem to be quite working. But if you want to get on that early, they have potential for a lot of clean sheets. And if Dalo gets forward and do what he's supposed to do with the pressing, you know, the opposition fullback makes a mistake, the opposition centre back makes a mistake, he could be through on goal or he could be through for an easy assist. So that's my first pick. And the second one, it's, it's really difficult to say anything groundbreaking at the moment. So I'm not going to. Uh, I'm just going to say Jared Bowen. People have been talking about him for a while. West Ham's fixtures also look good. He's doing the business for West Ham. At the <coughs> moment, he, everything he touches seems to turn to gold. And correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Antonio tested positive for COVID? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty certain uh, when I was listening to the highlights today, they because obviously West Ham played Spurs, that uh, Antonio came back and they mentioned a positive COVID test. So, I mean, I'll just have a quick look at the FPL website and see what's that saying. Um, that but any, very sorry. Inter- that's, yeah, that's, if, that's very interesting. Now, now, the thing about a positive test is that I don't know when he got it and if it means he has to start isolating now or he's already had it and his isolation is, is coming to an end or it's already ended. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the FPL website. He's saying, yeah, they call it illness, don't they? 75% chance of playing. So, in other words, he has tested positive, but we don't know how long his isolation period is going to be. So, Gerard Bowen might be the man. Basically. Obviously, it's probably more useful for him to have Antonio to supply assist to but he can clearly do it on his own if he has. So that's the second pick. Lovely. Great picks. Great picks. I've, I've liked them a lot. No, I like the Martinelli one. I would have gone for it myself uh, because <laughs> you may have noticed, but it looks like ESR has lost his starting place. And at the moment, Arteta likes the Lacazette up front, Odegaard number 10, Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left. And, and Martinelli, again, he has improved as a player. We saw glimpses of it a couple of seasons ago before his long-term, long-term injury. But he does look good when I see him. He's he, I'm the same as you. 
he looks really good. And if he keeps on improving at his price, you know, I think he's 5.4 at the moment. <laughs> so he's not going to be that cheap again for a while. No. And yeah, so even though we've got plenty of midfield picks options, you know, I was going to say Greenish and Foden, but, <laughs> but they've got on Pep's wrong bad side at the moment. So we'll see what happens there. You've got Mount, you've got Jota, you know, uh, people looking at Gundahan, people looking at KDB and Son. So there's there's a lot to go for Bowen. Obviously, I just mentioned, uh, but anyway, I like the Martinelli pick myself. I just wanted to I just wanted to get that out. Nice. All right, there you go, guys. Player picks. You got Martinelli. You got Son. You got Gerard Bowen. And finally, you have what remind me again? Diego that Diego Dallo. Yeah. Dallo. 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 So those are the preferred player picks obviously there's quite a few other players we like but um if we have any other thoughts we're going to tweet it and uh, you can follow us at under fpl bros at fpl underscore bros at fpl underscore bros look at me giving you the wrong information <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, all right yeah. peace out guys and remember you won't have much time to change it to make your team changes so as soon as the game week starts just start making those changes in terms of what your team player picks for your for your team just in case you forget in case you get a bit too merry during christmas and you uh, <laughs> get a deadline but yeah have a have a great holiday guys that's yeah. it from- merry christmas everyone green hours are around and uh, that's also from it from me as well peace out guys